Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host and sister in Christ, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So hello, everyone. Hello to our returning listeners and to our new listeners um, for today's episode. I'm so happy to have you all here. Um, I'm looking a little rough <laughs> on video form today. Today was teacher work day. So, you know, we kind of dressed down. Your girl need a hair appointment, an eyebrow appointment, but it's all good. We're family, right? <laughs> I don't mind showing up as my authentic self. Um, and I was out last week. I had to post um, a throwback episode because I had came down with something. I don't know if it was your common cold, flu. COVID. I don't know what it was, but it was something that had me under the weather. So it feels good to be back on the mic and talking with you all today. So I am excited about today's episode. Um, I have had this episode in mind for a while now, but God finally gave me the okay and the release to do this episode. So I'm excited. Today's episode is called Bag Lady how to overcome unforgiveness, all right? So if you are not familiar with your 90s R&B, well, this is actually early 2000s R&B. There's an artist out named Erica Badu who released a song called Bag Lady back in 2000, all right? This is a classic bop. 
um, definitely on your classic music shelf of, you know, the bops of the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and let's see, in 2000, I was like nine or eight. I know 2012, I was 10. So I believe I was eight in 2000. So, you know, I knew the song. I knew the lyrics of the song or whatever. I knew the melody of it, but I never really understood the message of this song until I became an adult, like sis was preaching <laughs> through her vocals. Um, so I just kind of want to share some revelations that I've had from this song. We're going to go down and break down the lyrics. Um, of course, I've got to give you some Bible on this, but um, let's hop into it. So when you hear the term bag lady, you know, what comes to your mind? And I had to do some research on, okay, well, what is a bag lady? So a bag lady is a homeless woman who carries everything she owns with her as she roams the streets and sleeps on the streets, okay? So imagine a, a homeless woman, right? And if you're from up north or like the city area, then you really can, you know, not have a hard time picturing homeless people. I know I grew up in D.C. originally, and there was homeless people everywhere that you turned, right? Um, especially downtown, like by the monument and the um, Capitol and the White House and all that. That's like top tier where you're going to see a lot of homeless people. But for larger cities, typically a lot of homeless people are like in the, the inner city area. So just in, for a moment in your mind, picture a homeless woman, right? I see this woman who is hunched over. She looks like she is tired. She's moving slowly or she's not moving at all. Just sitting in one spot, um, just kind of relaxing. She has a bunch of bags with her. She's got grocery bags, trash bags, bags with handles, bags on her arms, just surrounded by bags everywhere. She's alone. She has like a sad look on her face. She's wearing layers and layers of clothes. Like this is the visual that I have of a bag lady. And in my research, um, figuring out, you know, what this means, that was the picture that came up for the image was like this older homeless woman. Right. So with that in mind, this is a visual of what we look like when we hold on to grudges and unforgiveness. Stick with me. We're going to go a little deeper as to why. Erica Badu uses the analogy of a bag lady for someone who has issues with relationships, drugs, or family and is hurting themselves by not resolving their problems. Okay. When you walk around with unforgiveness and holding grudges in your heart, it slows you down or keeps you stagnant in life. That's one of the descriptions I gave of the homeless woman. You're unable to move forward mentally. It causes you to be mean or have a bitter attitude with people. It causes you to shut down and not allow anybody in. And it causes you to push people away as a result of fear. So y'all, <laughs> going through this and really seeing like the visual of a bag lady and what this means is literally the blueprint of what your life looks like if you are somebody that has a hard time letting things go, if you're somebody that's always holding on to grudges, 
you have a bitter attitude or a bitter aura about you when you're talking to people, it's just like this nice, nasty vibe or something's always wrong with you. That's the energy that comes along with that. So there's this website called genius.com where you can put in any song um, and it'll pull up the lyrics and kind of break down what the lyrics mean. So y'all don't judge me. I do not have a singing voice. We're going to have a little karaoke moment today (laughs) as I break down um, these lyrics to Bag Lady and what they mean. Okay. So the first verse, it goes, Bag Lady. You gon' hurt your back, dragging all them bags like that. That's all y'all gonna get from me, okay? (laughs) Singing-wise. All right, then she goes on to say, I guess nobody ever told you. All you must hold on to is you, is you. Oh, yes, it's true. One day, all them bags gonna get in your way. Bag lady. You gonna miss your bus. You can't hurry up because you got too much stuff. Okay. So now what does this verse mean? There's so much in this verse. You won't be able to move on to anything else in your life when you walk around with unresolved issues, problems, and drama that you won't let go of. Walking around with extra baggage hurts you in the long run. So that goes back to the first lyric. Bag lady, you gonna hurt your back, dragging all them bags like that. (laughs) So you feel like you holding on to this stuff is hurting the other person or affecting them, but really it's hurting you, sis. It's hurting you and it's weighing you down. You're gonna hurt yourself by holding on to all of the holding on to all of those bags. One day your problems will stop you from getting opportunities. When you carry all of your problems with you then you may miss opportunities that would take you further in life. The problems weigh you down and hold you back. You miss out on important stuff. And then lastly, I want you to think about if you've ever traveled, getting on an airplane, right? You have to check your bags in, your suitcases, if you're if they're going to carry your suitcases on the airplane and your check-in, right? Well, if they're going to carry your suitcase on the airplane, like put it in the bag, they have to weigh your bags first, right? And I've never been in that situation, but I've seen people where they've packed too much stuff and they have to start taking things out, right? So if an airplane has a weight limit for the baggage that they can carry in order to take you from point A to B, this same rule applies to your personal life. You're not going to be able to move through life. You're not going to be able to move forward mentally, physically, walk into anything new. If you have too many bags, which is problems, drama, issue, things you're not letting go of on your mental, on your spirit, that stuff starts to really affect you and keeps you stuck and stagnant in life. All right. So that was verse number one. And I will say, I'm not going to (laughs) sing the lyrics verbatim. So if you know, you're trying to vibe and you like, hold on, sis, you skipped the line. I'm just, you know, pulling the major points from the song and then going through them. All right. The next line, when they see you coming, niggas take off running from you. It's true. Oh, yes, they do. One day he going to say you crowd in my space. All right. So this goes into the relationship baggage. No man wants to date a woman 
with that many issues and is still holding on to troubles from her past. You can bring baggage into relationships. I know some of us have heard that term like she just came with a lot of baggage or he comes with a lot of baggage, right? That's what this means. You can bring baggage into relationships, which affects the way that you show up in a relationship. So sometimes you might find yourself with a new man, but you're dealing with the same problems, right? So we have to look at the common denominator here. It's you, sis, it's you. So you have to really self-reflect and stop and ask yourself, what problems or issues or baggage from my old relationship am I bringing into this new relationship that keeps throwing things off course, right? And I'm no relationship expert <laughs> when it comes to that, but this is definitely a great point um, that she makes here in this song. And like I said, we've heard that term used before about people bringing a lot of baggage into relationships. So this is what that visual means. All right. Then there are several parts in the song where she says, pack light. Okay. You need to pack light. What does it mean to pack light? It means that this isn't to say that you will never have any issues or problems at all that bother you, but be considerate of what you choose to carry, right? And be considerate of how long you choose to carry it. So pack light, sis. Again, this is life. <laughs> we are humans. We're going to deal with drama. We're going to deal with conflicts with people. We're going to deal with issues. We have trauma from our past that, you know, affects some things that we do in the future. But be mindful, okay, of how much of that stuff that you're carrying with you. Pack light. Pack light, sis. Let some things go that need to be let go of, all right? Then she goes on to say, girl, I know sometimes it's hard and we can't let go. Oh, when someone hurts you, oh, so bad inside, you can't deny it and you can't stop crying, right? So this kind of goes back to what I was saying about life be life and we're gonna have issues. We have to expect pain and hurt from other people. <laughs> We have to expect hurt and pain from other people and just life in general. So that's not to say to go through life with this half glass empty mindset that, oh, nothing ever works for me. Bad things always happen to me. There's no point in me trying X, Y, Z. But also don't go through life being naive, feeling like you're never going to have conflict with people or you're never going to have issues or drama that comes up. Okay. Go through life with the expectation that pain and hurt will be a part of your life. Um, and then there's a verse that backs this up. John 16, verse 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrow. This is from Jesus. Okay, he told us this. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrow. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Okay. Um, so that's what this saying. That's this is what this is saying for that verse. You know, I know it gets hard. I know that you cry. I know that you feel bad inside. You're having those moments. But again, understand that this is kind of a part of life, and it doesn't mean that you should get stuck there and stay there, right? Or pack on and carry all of this baggage throughout your life. It's gonna happen, but you don't have to stick with it forever. Then she goes on. Now, this is how you know, y'all. Like I said, I heard this song when I was eight. It came out in 2000. 
this how you know we just be saying stuff and don't know the lyrics. I did not know she said this in this song. If you start breathing, you won't believe it. You'll feel so much better. Now, I know the way that I'm reading it. It's like, where that fit in that? Go, go look up the song. Go listen to the song. <laughs> she says that part um, kind of towards the end. So if you start breathing, you won't believe it. You'll feel so much better. What does this mean? It means that the first step to letting go and rising above all of your problems is to just stop and take a deep breath and center yourself. It isn't the end of the world. You're still alive. And the deep breath means that you're still breathing, which is a testament to your strength and will to get ahead of hard times. All right. Now, towards the end of the song, she goes into a little box. Now, all my garbage bag of ladies, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. So I'm going to go through all the bag ladies that she names, all right? She starts off with the garbage bag lady. That's someone who is poor or living in poverty. The grocery bag lady, that's your middle-class women right there. The Gucci bag lady, that's your rich ladies. The paper sack lady, that's the women with drinking problems. A nickel bag lady is your weed smokers. A booty bag lady is your promiscuous women. A baby bag lady, that's your mothers. The book bag lady, students or intellectual woman. Your Ziploc bag lady is your hustler. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. So through all of those ladies that are mentioned, these are women from all walks of life. Someone who is poor, middle-class rich, someone who deals with alcoholism, smoking, promiscuous women, mothers, students, whoever. To me, this says like everybody is dealing with something, <laughs> right? Everybody has some type of bag that they can carry along with them. Everybody has some type of issue or life trauma or whatever. But that doesn't mean that you have to carry it through your life because when you do, as we shared at the beginning of this song, it holds you back from opportunities. It slows you down. It keeps you stagnant. It keeps you stuck when you're holding on to things that do not serve you in this season. I understand in one season it may have affected you. It may have messed up things for you. But there comes a point in time. There's a, a scripture in Ephesians about there's a season for everything. I, I really hold true to that scripture. There's a season to be sad and then there's a season to laugh and rejoice. We're not meant to sit in a funk and carry carry our baggage and our stress around with us forever. That's not what God created us for. He even told us to cast our cares on him. And I'm getting ahead of my notes um, in regards to you know what the Bible has to say, but cast your cares on to God. He wants to make your burden light, okay? He wants to help with that. So we're going to go into a little bit of my bag lady experience, because as you all know, everything I share um, is from experience and not judgment. So I grew up in a family where there was a lot, a lot of baggage being carried around and held onto. So specifically, my mom and dad, they did not interact with their family because of past hurt and trauma that they experienced in their childhood. So I didn't meet my dad's side of the family, like uh, my aunts and uncles and cousins and all of them, until it was like six years ago. So I was about 25 years old. It's the first time that I met my dad's side of the family. 
for whatever reason, it was this known fact that he didn't deal with them for whatever past trauma that happened to him as a child. And he's one of, I believe there's seven or eight uh, brothers and sisters. So, you know, and when I met them, it was crazy how family oriented they all were, right? Everybody was cousin this, aunt that. They were talking about past, you know, events that they had that they've all met up for. And I'm just looking around and listening like, okay, so y'all really like deal with each other. Like y'all a family family. But I never got to experience that because my dad kept us away. We never interacted or went to any of these family events because of him and his baggage for whatever, you know, the trauma was that he faced with them as a child. Same thing for my mom. I didn't meet her side of the family until maybe I was about 10. Um, We went to New York to visit them. Now, granted, my mom was adopted, but even with our adopted family, she didn't really, or her adopted family, she didn't interact with them or her biological family because of past hurt and trauma and baggage that she was holding on to when she just felt like I can't deal with them because of how they've hurt me X amount of years ago. My mom and sister also do not interact with each other because of past issues, right? Um, My sister and my dad, they don't interact with each other. So none of these people are interacting with each other or building a relationship because of something that someone did X amount of years ago, right? To this day, in 2023, they bring up the same issues that they had with each other over 30 years ago and do not have a relationship with each other as a result of this. So growing up in this environment and seeing, you know, how people reacted and brought their baggage into their relationships and and their immediate family, this shaped my view of relationships and how I handled conflict. So for me to handle conflict, it was simple. Just cut them off and don't deal with them anymore. Make sure that you remind them Every time that you see them, what they did to hurt you and why they are where they are in your life and that they're going to stay there. Expect others to hurt you the way that other people, the way that someone else hurts you. Everybody does you this way. Nobody is for me and everybody is against me. These are the thought patterns um, and what I was taught as a result of being in this environment. I definitely was in a season of unforgiveness and holding grudges with others by bringing up what they did to hurt me constantly, creating scenarios in my mind. I thank God for this freedom every day in my mind about the whole scenario creation, because listen, I might have to do an episode just on that. Um, I always created scenarios in my mind of people hurting me. Okay, so say someone did something to hurt me, I'll just replay it in my head over and over and over again of how they hurt me or what they did to disrespect me and what could I have done different to avoid that or what could I have done different um, for them to show up different for me or me planning like, all right, today is October 9th. I ain't talking to them no more until uh, November 9th. And even then, I ain't saying that like, you know, just creating these scenarios in my head and just being weird, (laughs) giving weird energy to the situation. Um, It also made me have a bitter attitude when interacting with them. So if it was an issue, if it was a problem, oh, it was known that I don't deal with you. 
by my interaction with you, by my lack of eye contact, by my mannerisms, by the tone of my voice or lack thereof, like you were going to know it was an issue. I was going to make it clear in my behavior. And again, this is what I learned as a result of the environment that I was in. This is what I saw. So I was able to see how unhealthy this was once I started to grow my relationship with God. So this takes me into what the Bible has to say about unforgiveness. These two scriptures right here that I'm getting ready to share were like pivotal, pivotal markers for me when it came to unforgiveness and how I need to stop my mess. (laughs) Okay. So the first scripture is Luke chapter six, verse 37 through 38. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. Excuse me. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Excuse me. So I want to highlight two parts in this scripture. Excuse me. Of course, it says forgive others and you will be forgiven. It's a transaction thing. Forgive others and then you will be forgiven. Forgive others and then you will be forgiven. So if you want forgiveness extended to you because you're going to mess up, because you're a human, because we're all humans, if you want that grace extended, You have to extend that grace to others. This last line really ties it all together. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So we hear this scripture a lot of time in church um, when it comes to like tithing or giving or with money. Everybody's like, yes, I want to give so I can receive. Press down, shaking together, running over in my lap. Just make room for more, Lord, right? We we say that scripture for money. That's That's what we want. But what this scripture is saying, what this scripture is saying is that all of these things, whatever you give out, is going to come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, making room for more. So it starts off, don't judge others and you will not be judged. So based off that last line, if you judge people, judgment is going to come back to you, fully pressed down, shaken together, running over, right? Same with forgiveness. If you don't forgive others, if you are this person like, nah, I can't forgive them. They know what they did. They got to stand on that X, Y, Z. That's how people are going to do you. (laughs) All right. Forgiveness is not going to be extended to you. What you give determines what you get back. Again, this is Luke chapter 6, 37 through 38. Once I made that connection, it made me very conscious about not forgiving people because it was like, well, I'm definitely going to need forgiveness. And I know one thing that I hate saying is sorry. Like I'm very intentional now to try to do things and it could be my ex people pleasing trying to brush through, but I really don't like having to say sorry (laughs) or apologizing to people. So I'm very intentional about the words that I say to people, how I treat people, Now, do I make mistakes? Yes. And I end up having to say sorry. But this scripture really just brought into perspective like, Tari, if you're going around with this unforgiving energy, whenever you need forgiveness from somebody, they're not going to extend it to you. And it may not be them specifically. It might be 
you know, some time down the line where I really need forgiveness for something. But here it is coming back to me what I put out to others. All right. So that's something to keep in mind. The second scripture that really um, helped me with this whole unforgiveness thing is Ephesians chapter four, verses 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all type of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Here's the kicker. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I'm going to read that one more time. Forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So if God through Christ has forgiven you for your sins, for your sins, the things that don't nobody know about but you and God, okay? If he has forgiven you for those things, who are we? Who are we to not extend forgiveness to other people or feeling like, oh, they owe, they owe us something, right? Think about how many times you have disregarded and disrespected Jesus, right? Some sins you may not have really known that were a sin or you weren't convicted about it, but there are some things that we knew, we, including myself, we knew while we were in the act of doing it or saying it, that it was wrong, right? That it was a sin, that it wasn't pleasing to God. We did it anyway and prayed the prayer of forgiveness or feel like, oh, God will forgive me um, if I do this or, you know, thank God for forgiving me. So who are we to say that we can't extend grace to people here on earth, which are God's children, for how they did us wrong. When we have done Jesus Christ, God wrong in his face, unapologetically, blatantly, like who are who are we? If we can do that to him, who are we to get upset with others for doing us that way? And not saying you can't get upset. So let me let me change that. Not that you can't get upset, but who are we to feel like we're, we're held in high esteem and, and we have to hold this grudge or this thing over this person's head and no, I, I'm not forgiving you. Who You know, like, who are we to say that? So that verse really um, kind of put things in perspective for me when it comes to forgiveness. I have this quote on my mirror and it says that the forgiven forgive. So this drives me to my next my next point for the formula of forgiveness. There are three steps to really master forgiveness. The first one is that you have to receive forgiveness from God. That's one question. Have you may have, you know, said the prayer, you know, God, I'm sorry, this, that, and the third, but do your actions show that you are forgiven? Do your actions show that you believe that you are forgiven by Christ? Right. Because some of us, we can do things or go about life to where our actions and words do not show that we believe that we are forgiven. For example, you may be someone who and not saying there's anything wrong with this, but that, you know, on Sundays when there's an altar call, you feel like you have to go up every single Sunday to ask God for forgiveness because you don't feel like you were fully forgiven last week. You know, if that makes sense. Do your actions and the way you live your life show that you believe that you are forgiven by God, right? So that's the first step. 
you have to receive forgiveness from God. Once you receive forgiveness from God, you have to start to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. There are some mistakes that you have made in the past. There are some things that you have done that you may not be proud of, that you may be embarrassed about, that you, you know, wish never would have been a part of your story, but you have to forgive yourself. One thing for me was the way that I showed up in mothering and parenthood, my mom guilt. I'm about being a teen mom and how I approached, you know, life with my my oldest son at the time. Like I was not involved. I didn't feel like we really had a connection. I was one to drop him off with my mama and go on about my life and my day. Like I had huge, huge mom guilt about that once I really sat down with myself and and reflected on, dang, Tari, you kind of is a bad mom. (laughs) Like the way that you're showing up is not the best for him or is not the most healthy way to show up for him. I had to forgive myself for, for that stage of my life. I had to forgive myself for the actions and the decisions I made in that stage of my life in order to move on and move forward. But it started with me receiving forgiveness from God. God, please forgive me. I trust that you forgive me for this stage of my life. You saw where I was mentally. I did not have, you know, the information or the resources that I do now. But since I know better, I'm going to do better. Okay. That's the second part. Once you receive forgiveness from God, once you forgive yourself, then you will be able to extend forgiveness to others. And if you're somebody that struggles with extending forgiveness to others, then you have not done the tr- the two prerequisites in order to forgive others. You most likely have not received forgiveness from God and you most likely have not forgiven yourself for whatever it is, you know, that you know about, that you and God know about. So that's the formula of forgiveness. Receive forgiveness from God, forgive yourself, and then you'll be able to extend forgiveness to others. And remember, the forgiven forgive, okay? So just a quick reflection question for today. What bags do you need to let go of? Okay, if you are a bag lady walking around here, you know, with unforgiveness, with grudges, with woe is me, with regret, with pain and guilt and shame and all of these things, you're just walking through life and it's weighing you down and keeping you stagnant. What bags do you need to start letting go of? Okay, this is something you can do writing out in a journal or scheduling a therapy appointment, or a girl's night, meeting up, talking with your friends, or maybe have that conversation with your spouse or or somebody that you need to extend forgiveness to. What bags do you need to let go of? Okay. That's your reflection for today's episode. All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. I hope that you all enjoyed this. Um, I've been kind of going back and forth about, should I get another... Um, old school, you know, R&B song and breakdown because a lot of songs back then had some messages, y'all. As kids, we was just singing and didn't know what we was talking about. <laughs> so um, if that's something you're interested in, DM me, let me know, leave a comment um, if that's something you're interested in, more series on some old school R&B songs that got some deep messages, okay? If you are not, please follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community and email list where I share where I share weekly blogs and resources that I don't share on my platform for social media. 
Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can watch the live video. Um, and be sure to rate, share, or leave a review for this podcast if it has been um, blessing you and you have been enjoying it. All right, that is all I have for you all today. And I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.